welcome to Bound by Books. I am one of your hosts, writer Danielle Bannister. I also write under Danny Bannister. I write all the S's from sexy stuff to sweet stuff to suspenseful stuff uh, and, and everything in between the sheets. <laughs> and I am joined today by Marianne Moran. Marianne, what are you writing about these days? Um, well, I, I write everything paranormal, all the things that go bump in the night and um, my heat levels, depending on which pen name you're looking at, go <laughs> from the you know fade to black you know still steam but fade to black um romance uh to romantic suspense to paranormal women's fiction which is also also uh kind of fade to black ish Mm -hmm. but my regular paranormal romance and paranormal romantic suspense is (laughs) ha-cha-cha yeah or as you go you lick your finger and go (laughs) steamy 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 so love it, love it. And there are readers for, for all types of those. And it all depends on my mood. If I'm writing, going to be writing a lot of steam or if I'm going to keep it sweet. Is this one that mom can read or is this one that she shouldn't read? You know, I have readers of all varying types. So, you know, sometimes you, you need a steamy scene and sometimes you don't. Yeah. I was just talking about that with um, author Celeste Barkley yeah, a couple of days ago because I am entering into the genre of um, mafia romance. And of course I got to have my paranormal twist to it. So they're vampires. Sure. Sure. So I said to her, what are the reader expectations for mafia romance? And she goes, well, I can't tell you about paranormal. I was like, oh honey, I've got paranormal covered. Every, every, every which way from the smallest little entities straight up to the big bad daddies of Uh, of uh, paranormal. uh, uh, uh. I said, it's the reader expectation for mafia. And she said to me, spice <laughs> i said okay she goes a yeah. lot of spice yeah and i That's, and i and know. i'm gonna i'm gonna say probably the the more sort of taboo and sort of risque and dangerous yeah yeah the better is is my guess i mean i i've only read a few mafia books but those tend to be sort of the the, the tropey things but we're not talking about sex today <laughs> No, although, although we write romance, so I guess that's always on on the agenda for today. But <laughs> just in case people tuned in, I'm like, what are they talking about sex? Well, this is not what was advertised. <laughs> we are. We wanted to talk today about something that that you and I have actually talked about a bit before um, in other podcasts, but we thought maybe we'd go a little bit, uh, dive a little bit deeper in here, um, and just kind of talk about a couple of different ways that authors use different types of structures to write their stories. And so today we're going to sort of be talking about, you know, the the, the five plot point story structure, um, which Marianne, you, you tend to focus on that. It's a very basic story structure in the sense that most stories that you read are going to follow, whether you know it or not, are going to be following <laughs> basic story structure so I'm glad you you kind of use anything yeah you probably do once we talk about it you'll be like oh yeah I guess I kind of do um I'm glad you qualified that because I'm like wait a minute I am not a basic B yeah that's why I wanted to qualify because as soon as I said basic I'm like she's gonna think that that's rude and that's not what I mean by it it's 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 there in just about every story and and the ones that it isn't it's there intentionally sort of breaking the the rules of story structure um right. they know the rules and then they break them 
Um, and what I use is the sort of the three act structure, which also is the same five plot point story structure, but it's kind of formatted a little bit differently in the way you approach how you go on that um, story structure. Um, so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what the, the, the basic story structure is, or do you want me to dive into that more or how would you like to approach this? I'll leave the ball in your court. Ooh, you know how much I love balls. Um, I do. I do. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share a little tidbit here in that um, I didn't realize for the longest time that it was a five point plot system that I was using because I was just writing. I'm a right, pantser. Right. I've only gotten into plotting sort of right recently. And, you know, being a pantser, I was just like, wherever the story is going to lead me is going to be fine, you know, right, but right. inherently it just fell into this five point. Because we are used to hearing stories in a different way. So what uh, in a, in a, in the same way, whether we know it or not, we right. Are, we're used to hearing stories in a certain way. And that's right. what this story structure right. is. So that's what I was saying is even if you don't think you do, you probably you do. do it. And I think it has to do with inherent talent too, that, you know, and not that I'm trying to toot my horn or whatever. It's just that in yeah, order to be practice, able to, yeah. in order for, for to, to actually write a story and have the story be done right, you know, correctly. And in the, in the way that the, the, the craft should be, a good writer will automatically do something like this. And, you know, if, if for people who are listening or who are watching, five-point plot structure is exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and then conclusion. And those five are kind of broken up in the same thing that Danielle was talking about in the three-act version of right. this. Right. You know, yeah. All and, those are covered yes. in the three-act. Um, but then and then there's just a little bit more. So I used to I like to think of it as I mean, I think a lot of people think of it like this is is the, the five point story structure. It's like a, it's like a roller coaster. So you're sort of starting off with your exposition, your, you know, your normal day to day. This is what's going on in the character's life. And then all of a sudden something happens. And that point is the catalyst when something starts the, the rising the action going up yep. and so then you're you're in your rising action and then at the right. at some point you're going to come to a climax where right. all the shit hits the fan you know yep. the, 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 the stuff and then the action of course falls because we've hit the climax and now we're falling and then there's that resolution with the denouement um of <laughs> kind of how the story sort of ends like what's right. that final picture what's that image some stories don't have a resolution no so cliffhanger exactly so you don't have you know the resolution of that fall you're left sort of falling with it so but that's the the basic five point story structure so why don't you break down sort of what it is you do when you're writing and how you sort of take those plot points like five points and merge your story through them. Is there like a certain like method that you use within that structure? Well, now that I've actually started plotting, I mean, I, I, I exposition is basically like, a, is explaining where you are in the story, who the characters are, right? what their deal is, and, and, and kind of introducing the reader to the, the, the main characters and their inner conflict 
and the people that they that the the protagonist and then the antagonist meeting and right. having and you know and figuring out where you know where their standoff is right you know where are we and, in this yes who where are we right. dealing with right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so then the rising action like you said is boom something happens okay whether you know and that's where your tropes kind of come into play you know whether you're you know, forced proximity or friends to friends to lovers, enemies to en- enemies to lovers. You know that type of uh, type of a thing. Um, and then the climax. The climax is usually some kind of an external conflict that happens right. that either that either drives a wedge between the characters or just makes them the them being together just impossible and they have to get over it whether it's whether it's an emotional thing and an external thing as well it's just like it's think of it as like this explosion that kind of blows up their world and then the the falling action is the beginning of the resolution how they're working to fix this up and this is where I always kind of get you know the the, we call this the messy middle you know at least Mm -hmm. I do I call it the messy middle the the mucky middle because if you don't keep the pace of the story going you know and I think you and I had discussed it is that when you're doing act one act two and act three I had it explained to me that the first act and the last act should be a specific amount of 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 word count or chapters and that the set the the second one should be twice that now I don't always, I don't always follow that rule. You know, it, it could be even longer. On, on you know? genre and, and trope. I mean, certainly like a fa- a sweeping fantasies and whatnot. So going to demand much higher word counts just from the nature of they are. But if you're writing a steamy romance, you might be able to get away with a much shorter, you know, right. book, you know, so right. it, it, it all depends. So I, I always shy away from things that say it must be X amount of words. Yeah, no, no, no. You know. It's, a, no. it's fine as a guide, as a, you know, like rough idea, but I wouldn't like behold yourself to like, oh, if I go over by a hundred words, I'm not meeting the, yeah. the goal, you know, it's, yeah. No, and, and and you may, you may think that you've hit your climax in the middle and it's actually when you get to it, you, when you're, especially as stories evolve because they're living, breathing you're things that live inside our head. You so could still be, more. yeah, you could still yeah. be in the rising action and they're hitting these tiny little, what do they call them? The, the when you're having an earthquake, it's the, 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 the pre-shocks, yeah, yeah, the oh, tremors, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, the, before the it's big, the, it's the twirl on the roller coaster before you get, you know, right. to the end. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So, but it was, I know that it's the fine, it's the falling action that sometimes, even in my own writing, that it's wrapped up too soon, you know, yeah. that you have to, you know, that you have to. Well, you know, we're that... exhausted from writing all of that. Yeah. So we're just tired and we're done. But yes, I, I agree. There's a lot of books that end too quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually had that comment from some uh, some readers that it was like, it was like I, uh, too fast. You know what I mean? It was wrapped <laughs> up too quickly. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was just like, I want this book to be done. Right. You know? We're so sick of our books. But <laughs> the of them. Trust just me, want to publish it. Ever make it to the publish button is, is, is a miracle. But yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your own your own process with the three acts. Right. right. Well, so this all started when I read uh, this book, Save the Cat Writes a Novel. It's a very bizarre uh, name for a book. But it's the the only book I've read a lot of books on outlining, but it's the only book that actually made me go, oh, 
I get it now. I totally understand what I'm doing now. It it the, just the way she broke it down was like, and she gave a lot of examples and like movies and stuff. I'm like, oh, you're right. Movies do this. Oh my god, I see it now. So now I'm watching yeah. movies and I'll be like, I know what you're doing. You're doing, you know. So it it's it's not wrong to use a sort of a, a structure because this is how we hear stories. This is what yes. we're used to. There's nothing yes. wrong with with doing that. So I use I use her method pretty heavily and she breaks it down into, you know, the three act structure. That's how she likes to do it. This could easily be transferred into a five act structure, same idea, but again, it still follows the the story act, but it'll say, you know, these are the the, the things that are happening in act 1. In act 1, you're doing sort of your exposition, you're doing your opening scene. You've got your catalyst uh, you're you're gonna have your theme stated somewhere in the beginning. What is what is the thing that you want your hero to be learning by the end of this journey? We find out in the very beginning what we yes. want them to learn in the beginning, but they never right. do because they get in their own way or whatever, right? right? So that's sort of Act One is sort of we're still following that structure. We're just going right along uh, with that plot point structure. Act Two is the 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 largest part of of the book, and it's going to contain all of that rising action. Um, but she calls it uh, sort of the fun and games. It's it's the <laughs> promise of the premise. So you say, this is what my book is about. My book is about, you know, for like say ABC's D's, it's about a woman dating through the alphabet at 50. So at this point in the book, it's going to be the promise of that premise. It's going to be her going on dates. It's going to be her failing or succeeding or whatever it is it's going to be all of the ruckus of oh my god what is she doing you know it's going to be the fun it's going to be what we promised the readers right so that's why it's a that's why it's a big part of the book because that's what you promised your readers that this was going to be about and then you're going to get to the midpoint still in act two and and that midpoint you're going to have you know your 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 things happen at the midpoint that are going to send your hero on a path that's going to be sort of opposite in the path that they were going in. So if if they if she was having a grand old time on these dates and it was all fun and gay, you know, she was laughing and having a great time. After the midpoint, she's not going to be having fun anymore. Things things are going to be it's going to start to turn sour on her or vice versa. Depending on whatever you did in the beginning of that, right. it's now going to be the other side of it. And so we're we're doing all of this sort of in that that act two uh, moment. Um, so we've got it, you know, up through that midpoint and which is the midpoint is sort of that middle of the, the journey point. Um, and then act three is going to be sort of, you know, kind of when the, the, the shit hits the fan and what's going on Deal um, with the fallout. Yeah. It's what happens after the, the, the climax and the sort of the the falling. So it's, it's the last part, right? So we're dealing with the finale and we're, we're dealing with that final image. So it's very, it's the same thing, but it breaks. And that those are just a few of the beats that are in there. The the book goes into a lot more detail about specific little beats that go in there, but I try to lift up sort of the the ones that probably people are familiar with when Mm -hmm. they've heard about them. But using that three-act structure really helps me figure out, okay, where do I need to go now? Like, okay, the catalyst just happened. Now what do I do? And right. this sort of instead, of, instead of going from, well, now it's your rising action. Yeah, but what does that mean? What do I, how, do I, how do I get there? Like, what, 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 what should I be doing next, right? Well, it's tension. And so, 
it's tension. You're building tension. Right. You're building so, tension between the, the 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 protagonist and the antagonist, between the hero and the heroine. Yeah, um, they're building tension between whatever external forces are exuding their their influence or their you know nefarious activities to right. kind of get in the way of things. And then the climax is the boom. You right. Know? Yeah. So yeah, that 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 moment where it all goes right. Or it all, all goes, goes wrong. wrong. <laughs> and so, and, you know. And if it all goes right, that- and if it all goes right, your book is over. Right. So this is kind of like why you need the boom, you know, right. to because for the tension. It, it can all go right at the resolution. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it should, if you're writing romance, it should be happily yep. ever after or, or happy happily for now. For now. Yep. So if you're, if you don't have a happy ending, you're not writing a romance, which is no. fine. Not every book is a romance, but just, you know, sort of know that about yourself. If you're if you're setting out to write a romance, the couple, throuple, whatever it is you're writing, must get together at the end and be happy <laughs> or happy for yeah. now. It doesn't right. have to be, you know, if you're writing a series, your couple probably isn't going to be trotting off to their happily ever after, but they'll be happy for that moment. Right. Or you do a cliffhanger. <laughs> so it's. Yeah, well, they're happy for that moment until something happens and then then, something happens. And yeah, yeah, a little boom. But instead of the big boom, it's a boomlet or boomlet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So a little step back, one step forward, two step backs. Um, So in terms of of using sort of these methods, do you ever find that that it's going to feel formulaic? Are you afraid that, you know, writing this way, if I'm writing to what everybody's writing to, does that make it formulaic? Does that make my work unoriginal? No, because you could, whatever you're, whatever you're writing, whatever your catalyst is, whatever your climax is, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be what everybody else is just, just because you're, you're following this format. The format is just, it's the structure of the building. I mean, think about it. Think about like if you're building a house, you have to frame the friggin' house first before right. you put on the right. the accoutrement. You know, the the, right. the color scheme, Most and the, houses put up the have walls, a basic and everything. Similar structure, right? Four rooms on the on the first floor, four rooms on the second floor, or five rooms on the first floor, and that's it. Three rooms on the first floor. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's every 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 genre has its own beats. That you that you follow in whichever structure you choose that works for you, and they have reader expectations. I mean, like you had your book, I have this one. Oop, there it is, writing the cozy mystery, ah, which I which I haven't finished yet, but I'm reading that because I didn't, you know, I've been writing romance forever, rom- and romantic suspense, yeah. and even paranormal women's fiction. Even though romance takes a backseat to it, it's still you still have to have splashes of it. You still have to have shades of it in there because otherwise, you know, there's, you know, what's the, 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 the reader expectation is that it has to be there, you know, right. not the main thrust of it, but it's the yeah, thrust. We're just really, <laughs> we're going to start. I'm glad you said it, I was thinking it. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, see, now you got me all discombobulated. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. But, I didn't do that. So I have the you, mind of a 12 year old boy. So you have to know that you have to know where those beats are in your structure. 
because those are important to hit as well. I mean, if you're writing a romance and your characters don't really get together until 80% into the book, <laughs> then it's not a romance. Yeah, you're going to you know? have some really angry readers and they'll probably leave reviews saying as such. And you're going to be like, but what? why? Because your couple in a romance needs to get together very soon. I mean, like, I had that comment. Soon. I had that comment on this book. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Nope, wrong one. <laughs> You've got too many books, Marianne. That's the problem. You've got too many books. The Wolf and the Rose. Okay, this is this is a romance. But I had somebody leave me a comment saying that the first four chapters were really the main character, the female, the, the female main character, and her grandmother. You know, but there Where's were the because it's a time, but it's a time travel. So she has all these hints of being thrown back in time and all these things that are witchy and supernatural that are kind of happening, but she hasn't met the guy yet. Even right. though she's had a dream about him, it's not the same. So he's at least mentioned then. Oh, yes. Or, I would all, right, so, yeah. all right, so you've at least teased. As long as there's a tease that, that right. a romance is coming, I'm happy. But if there's yeah. nothing to indicate that this book is going to lead to a romance, and I've picked up a romance book i'm gonna be cranky no no <laughs> want, she has this dream she has, she has this dream she's you know he's he's this you know knight on a horse that kind of sweeps her up and everything right. so she knows that he's there but he she thinks he's a figment of her imagination and then right. boom she gets the catalyst in mind is getting thrown back in time and being like what the hell you know so anyway so you're not you don't find the using the, the structure then necessarily formulaic to you because it's it it as, as I said, it's it's sort of a, a basic principle of storytelling. So yeah. it's it's yeah. you know, it's not I don't think it's cheating. I don't think it's formulaic. Mm -mm. It's like like as even as you were alluding to the to the house reference, you could have, you know, ten houses all built exactly the same, but they're all gonna be designed differently. They're all gonna be painted differently. They're all gonna right. the crumpets are gonna be different. The you know, how the the, the person is in that space is going to make each of those houses different. And so right. that's sort of what book writing is as well. We've got this, the structure of the story, but how we choose to decorate it. Right. Is... The window dressing's all up to you. Right. And right. it's, and you can leave the curtains open or closed. <laughs> I no. get that. No. <laughs> no, anyway, I, you know, and then you have to throw in the, um, the other structure that is just coming into play now that most people are starting well the younger generations are starting to get which is serialized fiction which yeah. is you know okay you've got your five points five plot point five point plot or your three point your three x structure which right. are right. intermingled but what do you do when you're only writing one to three chapters at a time and they each chapter has to have a little cliffhangery thing to keep yeah. them keep them page turning they, they, they each so, chapter had has to sort of have a beginning a middle and an ending so you're yep. you're writing like mini stories that all sort of interconnect which is right. very challenging you and yes. i are doing the same thing writing for yonder which we'll, we'll probably dive into that's a good topic for us to, to dive into another day is yes. you know, writing serialized fiction yep. and how is it different than writing uh another uh sort of writing in this this full-length novel right structure right. now so. do you ever find i mean i guess i guess probably not because you're you you're not much of a um outliner that's the word i want um 
I was just going to ask if, if you ever found that the story structure is restrictive to you. Like, have you ever wished like, oh, I wish I didn't have to write a climax right now. I wish we could just, you know, get to the climax. Do the climax um, now and do the catalyst later, which makes no sense. I have, but you see, you can get around that by writing a twist. You can put a twist in the story where everybody, all your readers are going to be like, Oh, yeah, I know what's happening next. I know what hap- what happens next. I can figure this out. This is as plain as right. the nose on your face. And then all of a sudden, bam, you throw right. in a twist. Right. And, they're, they, and they're, they're, they're looking at the books or their Kindles going, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that right. coming. Right. So you well, set things up for the catalyst to be, that's one catalyst. You could have yeah. a second catalyst, you know? Sure. So sure. I was just thinking like one way to, to sort of st- shake up that story structure is, you know, movies or books that that start with you know how it ends at the beginning. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know the ending at the very beginning, so they're doing the resolution at the beginning. You know where it's going. You know what's going to happen, and so you know you'll you'll get a second resolution at the end. But they're sort of shaking up. They're they're not starting it necessarily with the exposition. They're starting with that resolution. Is what's going to yeah. happen. Yep. Um. So you you know you can play with the structure a little bit, but with a five point structure, there's not much wiggle room to play because it's <laughs> that's kind of how it is um but what i really like about sort of the the save the cat outline is that it feels like more like guide guide poles to me like i i can look at it and go oh i need to introduce the b the b character now uh, you know the b character is somebody who who hasn't been in the first part of the story yet oftentimes mm-hmm. that's the romance person you know somebody who is entering the story because of what happened in the catalyst, somebody who's new to now that we're going up this, you know, journey, this B character, who are you? Um, so it go, it, you know, if that can look at, I can go, oh, okay, I needed to think of a B character. Okay, who will that be? Okay, now I know what I'm going to write about. So that that's why I like the the the, the beats in this because it, it sort of helps give me a direction. It doesn't necessarily tell me how to get there, but it says this is the next yeah. stop on the map. It's a you signpost. Know, how you get there is up to you in your little writer right. car. Um, so, and I don't think of that as cheating because, again, everybody's going to take a different direction right. to get there. And if people like hearing stories in a certain way, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, why well, not? I, I think from early on, even back in the day when troubadours used to sing their stories in, you know, during courtly love, during the 12th century and so forth. Ooh. Those stories, whether they were sung or they were epic poems that were done back in the day for entertainment, you know, were had a structure as well, you know, and even if they were done in stanzas, you know, those stanzas built one on top of the other in order to still build that tension, that emotion that the people that were listening could then feel. And if it was delivered properly, it was it was theater. It was absolute theater. So absolutely, absolutely. All right. So it. So I guess in terms of our final wrap up sort of question, if you had somebody who was sort of new to writing, what would you suggest to them in terms of looking at structure? Would you tell them to look at structure, or would you just say write your heart out and just do whatever? No, because then you've got a. I actually had a friend of mine. You know, I haven't seen her in years and years, but she had her her daughter wrote a a story and because I was just kind of publishing at the time first, uh, (laughs) excuse me, back in the day, um, she gave me the story to read. And while 
the kid's prose was beautiful. It didn't go anywhere. You know, the story didn't go anywhere. I kept waiting for something to happen. Where's the kept action? Waiting. What's happening? Yeah. Not even so much the action, but what was the point of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it didn't have any structure. All it did was just, it was like stream there of consciousness no flow. Action. No, no, yeah. Yeah. no, no rising. I mean, I, at first I was like, oh, this exposition is beautifully written, but then it was just exposition and then more exposition and the more exposition. It's like, where's the rising action? What is this leading towards? Right. And that's what I explained to her mom when she said it. And I had to do it in a very ginger, ginger way. Right. Because, because you don't want to dissuade, mm, right? Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but at the same time, I mean, I guess my advice would be buy the book that Danielle just suggested by Save the Cat. You know, it's it's right? funny it's a novel. You, <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that about your your uh, the, the younger uh, writer there because I actually took the Save the Cat and I made worksheets for it and I presented it to a middle school talk and I made them little worksheets. It was like a group of ten that were like wanting to be writers and they wanted to talk to a writer. And so I printed off basically the worksheets that I made from that book. And it was amazing to just sit, have them sit there with their worksheets and be like, Oh, okay. I, I can, you know, and they just started writing and filling out the worksheets. And it, it was like, they knew what to do and how to, you know, so the ideas that they were generating in just a short amount of time that, that I had with them was, was pretty exciting to see. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, it's it's an aid. It's there to help you. It's not right. like cheat codes. It's there to kind of help you figure out how you want to tell the story you want to tell. So right. use it's it. not AI, you know, right, <laughs> so right. This is right. coming from you. So you're right. going to be putting parts of your you know, portions of your soul into what you're writing. So therefore, yeah. you know, get the beats right. And then you'd you be surprised at how cohesive your story will be then. It'll take some of the stress off writing off because it'll be like, I know what I need to do now. I might not know right. how to do it, but I know that this is the thing that needs to happen next. They're, they're prompts. They're it prompts. Going forward instead right. of just staring at a blank screen and not knowing what you should write. And then, and early on in my career, when I didn't realize what I that I that I was inherently doing this, there were often times in the mucky middle uh -huh. when I would stare at that that blinking prompt going, what the hell, you know? And if you do get stuck, even if you are following the, the prompts and the guideposts that yeah. these, that the, you know, that these, the structure offers, you know, it, it talk, talk to other, other authors, yeah. run ideas past them and so forth. You know, take don't a give nap. away. Sometimes yeah. just stepping away from it for a second or take a walk to go hop in the shower, do something mindless. And then while your, your mind is sort of relaxing, the ideas just might, below be like oh i know how to solve that problem now right and don't be afraid to read in your genre don't be able don't be afraid to pick up a book and deconstruct Absolutely. it because you know what somebody who's right what are they doing wrong right yeah. exactly i mean i just did that with with a uh with a, a mafia it was a dark it was a contemporary it was a you know a dark a dark mafia romance and i realized something that i don't want to do because in the mucky middle the main character became too stupid to live. She okay. went from being this bastion of, of strength, you know, to being this whiny, you know, little like afraid of her own shadow right. type. And, right. and there was so many, I mean, like every other, every, every like 10 pages was another sex scene. And I was just like, it was just saturated. And I thought to myself, okay, they're not going to get that much from me. If this is what the, what, but maybe in the paranormal world, that's just not right. going to, they're not going to want right. that much. Right. Well, but, the sex expectations are different for genres as well. So right. contemporary writing, might be. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So and that's I just, why it's important to read a new genre to know what these expectations yeah. so, are. So, 
I mean, I may turn around and say, you know what? I don't know if I want to do that. You know, and it, it it really depends because if if reader expectation is that in that mucky middle, your character has to become kind of like a damsel in distress. Right. That don't do damsel in distress. Right. Right. You know, right. so and that might have just been that one book. I would read a couple of more. Yeah, of course. You, of before course. you toss, toss that coin in. But yep. But yeah, I mean, hopefully that helped kind of take some of the mystery out about story structure. And it's not something scary. It's something there to help you. And it's there's so much you can Google just on either the three act, five act structure or the five plot point. Google it. You'll get a ton of different worksheets or, you know, diagrams that can help you go. If you're a visual person, you need to see things like make vision boards. Yeah. Make vision boards, put them up around. Make it work for you. Work smarter, not harder. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Anyway, I think we we've covered it for the, for the most part. If you have any questions about where you are and you need a little bit of guidance or you have any questions about which kind of structure would be good for you. Or if you disagree with us that you don't think you know. need structure, let us know, put it in the comments. We'll answer. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the bound by books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.